Well, isn't this weather, this weather wonderful? My goodness. I saw my first worm on Thursday. And then I saw my first ants today. Thankfully, they were all outside, not on the inside. What does it mean for the church, for you and I, to live in the great revelation of the risen life of Christ in our midst? Do you and I believe that Christ is truly alive, that he is risen, and that he is present to you and to me? And there is never a moment when Jesus truly risen is absent from our life. Do we believe this? Is this our experience? Because let us confess and admit, as we celebrate the season of Easter, some of us are perhaps feeling and thinking, I don't feel very risen myself. I don't feel the joy of the risen presence of Jesus in my life at all times. In fact, many of us would have to admit and confess that our life is still a struggle. It is still difficult, and some days can be very hard. What does it mean for Jesus to be truly risen, and what does his presence mean for us in our life? In the scene of the gospel, Jesus comes and appears to the eleven all together for the first time. And his first words, peace be with you. Peace be with you. Now for us to understand this gift of the risen Christ, this peace that he gives to us, we have to go further. Right after saying this, Jesus shows them the wounds in his hands and in his side. In another resurrection appearance, he also shows them the wounds in his feet. Why does Jesus keep the wounds in his body after the resurrection? Why does he retain them? And we know by the revelation given to St. John on the island of Patmos, which is recorded in the book of Revelation, that Jesus even has these wounds in heaven. Why? When we look at these wounds, we're reminded of certain passages in Scripture. For example, in the prophet Isaiah, by his wounds we have been healed. And again, in the book or the letter to the Hebrews, it is by the shedding of blood that our sins have been forgiven. 
by the shedding of the blood of Jesus comes the forgiveness of sins. Those wounds of Jesus are the trophies of his victory over all sin and the effects of sin in our life. And he bears those wounds to remind us that the gift of his peace to us is not a cheap peace. It is not a false peace, but a peace that comes after the fruit of victory, of Jesus' own victory over sin, Satan, and death. That is the fruit of peace. Or the, the, the peace is the fruit of that. Then after he shows them his wounds, he says to the apostles, as the Father has sent me, now I'm going to send you. What is Jesus going to send them out to do? He says after that, he breathes on them and he says, receive the Holy Spirit. This means that what Jesus is going to send them out to do, they are not going to do by their own power. It's going to be by the power of God through the gift of the Holy Spirit. Okay? What are they going to do by the power of God's Spirit? Immediately following the gift of the Spirit, Jesus says, whose sins you forgive, they are forgiven. Whose sins you retain, they are retained. When Jesus forgave the sins of the paralytic earlier in his ministry, the religious leaders wanted to call him on blasphemy because they thought he was just a man. They did not believe that he was God because only God can forgive sins. Jesus, who is truly God, and who therefore can forgive sins by the power of God, he's giving that power to the church. He's giving it to the church. Just like the disciples do not have the power to give new life in baptism, nor do they have the power to change bread and wine into the body of blood in Christ, Jesus gives them the power to do it in his name, by the Spirit. He says, go baptize all nations in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. He says at the Last Supper, do this in memory of me. And now, at the end of John's Gospel, whose sins you forgive, they are forgiven. By the power of the Holy Spirit, God continues to give new life, to consecrate bread and wine, and to forgive sins through his apostles, through his church. But what does this mean for us? And why is this important? 
what Jesus is saying over and over again. Come to me. Come to me. And in this case, he is saying this. My wounds, these glorious wounds, are open to you and to me. He's saying, come to me. Bring yourselves and your families, your spouses, your children, your parishioners, everyone that you know, bring them to me and allow my wounds to touch the places in you where there is sin, to touch the places in you and me where there are hurts, where we are suffering, where we are struggling to forgive, struggling to love, where we feel anger, where we feel betrayed, where we feel resentment or bitterness. Jesus is saying, my wounds are open to you and to me. Let me realize my victory in your life and in mine. And to overcome those areas of sin, to overcome and heal those hurts and those wounds that you feel, that I feel, so that we can know the gift of true peace that comes from the victory of Jesus personally in your life and in mine in precisely these areas. So my dear friends, the one who now comes to us in the Eucharist, he still bears those glorious wounds in his body. These are the five reasons for our confidence and trust in his love for us. These are the five reasons for us never to lose hope. And as he comes to us now in the Eucharist, let, his, let us bring to him any places in us that need to be touched by those wounds by which we are healed and by which we are forgiven. Amen.